Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani, and I wanted to let you know that each and every week I'm part of a great program called the Ringer MMA Show. I host it alongside two absolutely brilliant minds. Their names, Chuck Mendenhall and Pete Carroll. And every Thursday, a new episode drops where we preview the weekend in mixed martial arts and react to all the biggest news. Plus, after every UFC pay-per-view, we give you a post-fight show. So this is what you have to do. Just follow the Ringer MMA show on your Spotify app so you don't miss an episode. We'll talk to you then. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. Take a shot at betting the NBA with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with Fandle, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is a special Tuesday edition of New York, New York after game one of installment two of the Subway series. And full disclosure, I needed an espresso or a second cup of coffee or whatever it was to get through nonings of the baseball game. And I know the Mets fans who are listening right about now are probably saying, well, I was quite excited. I was quite A-OK with what you saw out at Yankee Stadium. Uh, and maybe that might be the case. Alonzo goes and hits two home runs. You get a really well-pitched game out of Justin Verlander, and all of a sudden now, Justin Verlander's ERA is south of three and a half. It's in the 3-2-3-3 range. And it's quite frankly where it should be when you were talking about a picture of the caliber and of the magnitude of Justin Verlander. But I might be in a tired mood. I might be in a little salty mood because I had to sit there and watch nine innings of the Yankee lineup. And it's all well and good that the Yankee lineup puts together a couple of late, too little, too late rallies against the underbelly of the Met bullpen which we all know stinks. I mean, outside of Robertson and to a lesser extent, Rayleigh and Adovino and Rayleigh stunk tonight. The Mets' middle relief is abominable. And that is why if you look at the Met record 
for when the Mets get six innings out of a starting pitcher. They get six plus out of a starting pitcher. They usually win a lot of games. When they don't get six innings out of a starting pitcher, they don't win a whole lot of games. They got six out of Justin Verlander. You can make the argument they could have gotten seven out of Justin Verlander. But what they did, the Yankees put together a couple of late, meaningless rallies against the middle relief of the New York Mets. When they needed to go and get the big hit, when they needed to go and get back in the ballgame, Stanton just missed a grand slam. Stewart catches it at the wall. And that was basically all she wrote for the New York Yankees. And you see the difference in the Yankee lineup going up against Justin Verlander, who's not the Justin Verlander of last year or the Justin Verlander that's tormented the Yankees in the past, but he's not Jordan Lyles. He's not a Kansas City Royals pitcher. And I did TV earlier today with Ricotta and our buddy Big Mike. And I love Big Mike. And he's trying to make the argument the Yankees are a playoff team. They're going to make it. Why? Why am I supposed to believe the Yankees are going to make the playoffs? Why? Because Aaron Judge and Aaron Judge alone is coming back? Because all the Yankees are going to get a batter to it? The deadline? The guys they have in the lineup stink. They are not changing. LeMayu is not going anywhere. Rizzo had a great game Sunday. He goes back into the tank today. Stan has been better as of late, but he's still in 200. You, you can't replace those guys. They're, they're a part of your fabric. They're a part of your infrastructure. And the Yankees are an abominable offensive team. So I think game one of the Subway Series, in many ways, kind of reminded us of where we're at right now with both of these teams. Yankee perspective, they can't hit. They can't hit at all. There's no reason to believe when they face Baltimore this weekend or when they face Tampa and Houston and some of the competition they will have in the month of August that all of a sudden the lineup is going to be that much better. I'm sorry. Aaron Judge is good as he is. As terrific and as top-notch a player as he may be. You're telling me now that Aaron Judge is just going to come in and ride in on a white horse and save the New York Yankees? I don't see it. I don't see it. What? after, what, 100 games down for the New York Yankees would lead you to believe that this team has the look, the feel of a playoff team. And I'll take it a step further. They get in the playoffs, big deal. The idea of envisioning the Yankees winning in the playoffs. How are you envisioning that? Honestly, like, talk to anybody that is in your life. That is a New York Yankee fan. They don't see it with this team. How can you? We'll watch the last two months. Of course. It's what we do. Part of me really wants them to miss playoffs. It's tough because as you're sitting there watching the games, the fan comes out and you're like, all right, you want to win. You want to see your team do well. We all understand that. But like, bigger picture? best case scenario maybe down the road for the Yankees is probably getting the change that is required and needed at the end of this season, which to me will not happen if they find their way into the postseason. So it's a double-edged sword. You know, I was looking at the standings in the National League wildcard race, and I don't think the Mets are going to sell off many pieces. I don't. Verlander sure as I forget it. Those guys are not going anywhere. And I almost think we're at a point now, even with the Mets losing two out of three to Boston, 
but then they win this game against the Yankees. I, I think it's marginal moves at best, honestly, for both of these teams. The Mets, as we sit here today, six and a half games out of that final wild card spot, which is a convoluted mess between the Giants, the Diamondbacks, the Phillies, and the Marlins are a half game out. I wonder if there are Met people saying, if we would have gotten serious length out of our starters earlier this year, what kind of predicament would we be in? Because the Met offense, it's been up and down. It's been, from a back of the baseball card perspective, clearly not as good. Alonso hasn't been as good outside of tonight. McNeil has clearly not been as good. Marte's not playing. He's coming back maybe on Thursday. Has not been as good. But, like, you've gotten a good year out of Nemo. You've gotten a very, very good year out of a guy like Alvarez. Like, the Met offense, is, it's been average. I feel like if they would have gotten more length out of their starting pitchers, we might have been talking about a totally different feel, vibe, and look. Not from a division standpoint where the Atlanta Braves are running and hiding with this thing. But from the wild card and as far as that goes, yeah, I do. So Quintana and Rodon tomorrow. Oh, I cannot wait to give Rodon the business. I will be at Yankee Stadium tomorrow. Staff, I, and the great Anthony makes are going. I, I will be giving Rodon the business when he takes them out of the Yankee Stadium. For that bullshit stunt he pulled the other day, I will be giving him the business. Now, I'll be the first guy to give him a standing ovation if he goes and pitches well. And that's what Rodon has to do tomorrow. The Mets are not particularly good against left-handed pitchers. He has not delivered a Yankee signature start in the least. He's pitched three times. He was okay against the Cubs. He was mediocre against the Rockies. And he was abominable against the Angels. Yankees paying Carlos Rodon a lot of money. Can he do what Verlander did tonight or is that asking too much? Might be asking too much. Just like it's asking too much of the Yankees to go and score a couple of runs. I mean, the Yankees for their entire career, since Verlander came into the big leagues in 2006, they've never hit this guy. Never. So I shouldn't be stunned that they didn't hit him today. But like up and down the lineup, it's gross. It's gross. Tell me that feels like a Yankee lineup. With or without Aaron Judge, it does not feel like a Yankee lineup. Now, one thing before I see a bunch of calls, we'll get to him. How about the Giants playing the Saquon Barkley situation perfectly? Remember there were people getting on the Giants for the way they were handling it? Listen, we love Saquon. He's a good kid. He's a hard worker. He's a terrific player. He's a running back. Giants had a price. Simple as that. And I thought it would get maybe a little uglier over the next few weeks. I never for a minute, I said this to Jordan Renan when he came on the Sunday pod, envisioned a world where he wasn't going to be there in week one gets a little bit more, but basically the Giants got exactly what they wanted out of Saquon. These running backs have no legs to stand on. They're screwed. Listen, they're in the worst possible position imaginable. They really are. They're in the worst possible spot because you really want to pay them in their rookie years, and the way the salary cap is set up, you're unable to do so. Like, who wants to give crazy guarantee money and long-term commitment to a running back? Like, it's just asinine. So the Giants go and get Saquon Barkley, and he's got something to prove. He's got a chip on his shoulder for a one-year deal. Go and do it again. Fair or unfair, that's the MO, and that's what the salvo has been sent out to Saquon Barkley. Wants to be here. And the Giants get their most dynamic offensive player back. They don't have to worry about him being out of shape and not being in game shape for week one. And we'll see what kind of chip on his shoulder he has throughout this entire season. We're going to find out. 
All right. So Saquon's back. Maybe Pete Alonso's back after a couple of home runs. Good win for the Mets. A lot more work to do for me to believe that they're getting back in this wild card race. A lot of teams. And I need to see the Mets going right off like 10 out of 12, 11 out of 13 before I'm envisioning that. I don't think they're selling much. That's my gut feel right now. I don't think you're getting a lot of whole lot of wholesale New York baseball activity. A lot of pitchers on the market. A lot, a lot of pitchers on the market. That's kind of the way it's materializing. And then if you're the Yankees, I mean, with this team, you're investing a whole lot in this 2023 New York Yankee team? Not me. Not me. Uh, let's lead it off. Our main man, the great Mark in Kings Park, gets us started here on a Tuesday night. Hello, Mark. Hey, JJ. Can you hear me? I got you, Mark. Good evening. Hey, Um. so I got to just tell you, man, that um, obviously this year has been a very big disappointment from that perspective. Um, but, man, I don't understand, man. Like, you just said that the Met offense has been average. I completely disagree. I mean, yeah, Alonzo's it for power, but the guy's been hitting 210. Marte's... But I'm talking about from a numbers... From a, I, I understand that, Mark. You're right. You're going to read me the laundry list of guys who have not performed their capabilities. I, but, I'm, but I'm just saying from a league standpoint, right? They've been an average offensive team. Average. I mean... Uh, average, like like average, middle of the pack. team is I think it's two forty eight this year. There's not a lot of guys in that Met roster that's hitting two forty eight, bro. Like there's not. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are way below that. So I mean, I I still completely disagree with you. I mean, we could agree to disagree, but like, but the, you what 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 in your opinion has been a, the pitching has been a bigger problem, to me. hands down. Well, that was my next point. Yeah, I mean the like if you're asking me the but why, but my I guess what I'm getting at more is if you're asking me right now why the Mets 47 and 53, yeah, the lack of depth, the lack of length from their starting pitchers and Max Scherzer pitching like a 40-year-old. Yeah, you nailed it. And, I mean, more so than anything is, look, the Mets stink, okay? And the Yankees aren't much better, all right? And do I think the Mets are going to sell a lot? No, I agree with you. But should they? Yes. Because not for anything, you look around baseball, you look at the Orioles, you look at the Reds, you look at Arizona, you look at all the teams around baseball, what are they? Young, athletic. That's the exact opposite of the team that we have. We look, we look old and slow. I mean, that's just who we are. And we have terrible starting pitching. I would go out and I would shirt off whatever we could possibly sell to try to get any form of young starting pitchers. Because not for anything, we have not. That's the biggest problem you know, that we have. We have we have nothing in AAA as far as starting pitchers go. And so, if we can sell any pieces off whatsoever to get some young, young live arms, I mean, to me, that's a no brainer. Uh, but but who? Here would be my question: Who? Scherzer and Verlander are untradeable. They're untradeable with those contracts. You know it, and I know it. One hundred percent. And I don't think they're going to get rid of either one. But what about this? I know that I've heard a lot of. Um, a lot of mixed opinions on this. And I don't know if they can get a good young prospect. I think they probably could. But what about McNeil? I don't know if you could sell high enough on McNeil at this point. That's the problem. They locked him up, Mark. And, and this has not been talked about enough. You know, I was texting back and forth with my buddy Flegelman on this, who is a very good Met fan, as you know. Um, and he mentioned this to me. You know, Epler gets a lot of crap from a lot of different people on a lot of different things. That Jeff McNeil extension, and I praised it at the time, so I got to take an L on that one too. I understand that. You look at that extension now, that is a disaster, Mark. Total disaster. 
Yeah, like I realize that, but take a look and see. And look, there's no guarantee that he turns it around, okay? But let's just say, if he could hit 260, 270 as a slap hitter, we just said that, look, like 248 average around baseball. He could definitely be a 250 hitter, I think, going forward. But you need power, though. That's the problem, though. You need power. If you're hitting 240 or 250 now in today's game, that's fine, but they're looking for power. And McNeil is not going to provide that. The, the skill set mark that he brought to the table that Met fans love, that I love, is that he was a 310. He was a batting champion. He was a guy spraying a ball over the place. And I do have to wonder if eliminating the shift ended up really hurting his game. I don't know why. I don't know why he would change his approach, but the results kind of say that has hurt his game. Yeah, I mean, they, they can't argue with that, but I'll bless you. But my whole point, though, is that, look, like, I, I'm shopping pretty much. The only guy that I'm not shopping, honestly, is Alvarez. That's really that's really the only guy. I mean, like, other than that, on the Major League Rock. You're open. Listen, Mark, if your argument is you're willing to listen on just about anything from a Met perspective, bro, I got no issue with that. I got no problem with that. Now, I do think there are a couple of contracts and a couple of pieces that are immovable for you. Scherzer is one of them. Verlander is another. Lindor with the contract he has, he's not going anywhere. I can understand that. The Met core is currently constructed needs some revamping. But I think it's far more of an off-season type of fix than it is now, mid-season, selling off guys. I do think these conversations are going to be had, and they're going to be had by the new director of baseball operations, whenever that guy's hired. Uh, let's head to, uh, where are we going to go? Let's head to uh, our buddy John, who's up next. John joins us. He's got the uh, Masahiro Tanaka uh, GIF or emoji. I like that. Hello, John. How are you, pal? Hey, JJ. Can you hear me now? I got you, buddy. How you doing, man? What's happening? Something's been eating at me from a Yankee perspective lately, and I want to know if you've given this any thought. It's been eating at me that the Yankees brass, Cashman, and the whole front office, they're going to try to save their bacon by trading off some of our high-end prospects for rentals. This team has no business doing that. I agree with you. And here's my feelings on it, John. If you tell me the Yankees can go and get somebody that's going to help them this year and is going to go and help them next year, I'm far more on board. I am far more supportive. But this is the same front office now that missed out on countless left fielders in the wintertime. They did not sign Comforto. They did not sign David Peralta. They did not sign Cody Bellinger, who everyone, including myself, would love to see in Yankee pinstripes. They could have had him in the offseason. They didn't want to pony up and get the money. Now they're going to go and deplete their farm system that much more for a rental for a team that, quite frankly, to your point, has not earned the right, John, to go and be a big-time buyer. They haven't earned that. And the kicker about that all is, you remember after when they uh, signed Carlos Radon, Hal Steinbrenner came out and said, we're not done yet. And what did he do after that? Dibley squat. And now they're going to go and trade prospects to fix the problem they could have been fixed in the offseason? John, that is why confidence for me and from a whole lot of Yankee fans might be at an all-time low with this front office. And I understand a resume that Brian Cashman has built as Yankee GM. To diminish it over a 25-year period is not fair. It's, it's not fair. Over the last five years, things have taken a dramatic turn for the worse. The last four years especially, after the 2019 season, 
his job performance has not been up to standard. It's not been up to par. And that's why a lot of me, and it really sucks to say this, it's like, man, yeah, I want to see the Yankees in the playoffs. Yeah, I want to watch October baseball. But this team, from what I've watched over 100 games, the Yankees now are 53 and 48. They've played 101 games this year. Does anybody, I don't care what the American League looks like, you tell me the Yankees are beating Houston or Tampa or Baltimore or Texas in postseason play? Not from what I've seen, they don't score. And their bullpen is overrated. It is overrated. They have a bunch of guys. They have good numbers. But in big spots, in big situations, a lot of guys you don't trust. And I think the deep-rooted problem of the Yankee bullpen, which is down the list, obviously, they don't have that one guy where you say, he's got this. You got a bunch of good guys, but you don't have that, you don't have that guy. And I don't even want to say Mariano because that's unfair. Mariano is on an island by himself. He's the greatest to ever do it. But you don't even have that cause where you're like, all right, I give it to him, I feel good. Like Holmes is a good relief pitcher. He's not even that. He's not that guy. He's not. You watch the games, you understand. Let's head to uh, where we're going to go. Bradley is up next. He joins us. Bradley, uh, good evening here on this Tuesday. What's up, dude? JJ, so good to talk to you again, my man. Yeah, long overdue. I know I've been slacking on these. And Bradley, I think it's far more of what we've seen with the baseball teams the last couple of weeks. But it hasn't been much to discuss. They suck. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, I'm not in the mood. I'm just simply not in the mood. But Subway Series, big event, probably the most watered-down Subway Series matchup we've had in a long, long time with the state of both of these teams. But we're here. Tuesday night, we're here. I'm at SOY. We're recording on Twitter. We'll have it up on Spotify and Apple and all that good stuff. So what's up, Bradley? What do you got? We're, we're here, and we're, we're going to talk about I mean, let me just put it this way. I mean, I cannot <laughs> wait for football season to start. I mean, it's just been a miserable season from a Yankees perspective. And I'll tell you what, JJ, I'll take it a step further. If the Yankees are like in those talks with Cashman and the higher-ups, if they're in those talks where they're going to buy now and try to make a push for the postseason, then they have to make a move within the next 24, 48 hours when, before their series in the Orioles. Let's face it, JJ, they cannot wait another week to the deadline to make a move or and uh, you know, add to the roster. They just cannot. They will get murdered. By, by Baltimore this weekend if they if they don't make a move. They have to do something. I mean, let's just be real. I mean, I'm on the fence where they should be sellers. I mean, let's be real. They need to be sellers. I mean, if they go into the and if they go into a wild card round, they're gonna get swept. That's just my personal belief. Look at the run differentials in the American League. I'm gonna give you some run differentials right now, Bradley. Tampa Bay and they fattened up early in the year. They haven't been as good as of late. They're at plus one forty seven. The Astros are at plus fifty six. The Blue Jays are plus 40. The Red Sox, who just took two out of three from the Mets over the course of the weekend, they're at plus 41. The Yankee run differential is at nine. That's where it's at. The Yankee run differential, as we sit here on July the 25th, is at plus nine. Is that resembling a team that's playoff worthy or a team that, see, that's the issue, Bradley. They don't even have a lot in the roster. You mentioned the idea of selling. Who are you selling on this Yankee team? They don't have one guy. Bradley, they don't have one hitter in the lineup who's got an OPS over 800. You're right. I mean, the one real guy that they could potentially sell is Torres, and who has shown some life over the last, like, two weeks. That's it. I mean, 
Who's going to take on that stand contract? I mean, nobody's going to want LeMayu. If we were talking about LeMayu from like a couple of years ago when he was fourth in the running for AL MVP, that's one thing. This year's DJ LeMayu has been terrible. He has sucked. He's come up flat in big and big time moments where it looked like he could get like you know make something happen. This team is just offensively perspective just terrible and. The Mets brought them back down to reality tonight. I mean that Royal that Royal series that was just a like a, a bypass like to, to give them a little lifeline. The Mets brought them back to reality after this game tonight, and it just showed. And I'll tell you, I have a bad feeling about tomorrow with Rodon on. Well, he better show up. I mean, listen, he's been dreadful his last two starts. Probably he better show up. I mean, Yanks is paying him enough money. He didn't pitch the entire first half of the year, and the Mets can't hit any left-handed starting pitching. He better show up tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Let's head to our main man, Josh, who is up next. Josh, the floor is yours. Take it away. Jay, what's going on, brother? Josh, I'm okay. What's shaking, Bobby? Explain to me, it's July 25th, and this outfield looks like shit. Well, it's the, it doesn't feel like a major league outfield, you know? And you, you give guys like McKinney and Bowers credit for doing the best that they can, but it doesn't feel and look like the big, bad New York Yankees on the least. Look at, look at what happened today. Alonzo, it could have been a howl. That should have been Bader's ball, but instead... The outfield of miscommunication. Once again, Cashman didn't get a left fielder since the offseason. Look, look, look what's happening. 101 games, and we look like shit. And that, uh, to be honest with you, the highlight of my night when Yes said, please stand by, technical difficulties. I said, it's the best night. Yeah, apparently Yes was having some issues. Uh, full disclosure, I was watching a game on SOY. I usually do my flip where I watch the Yankee at bats on SOY and I watch the Met at bats. On yes, today I was just too lazy. I was preparing dinner. I was doing a bunch of stuff as I'm watching the game. So today was one broadcast. Had it on SNY, kind of kept it from there. Yeah, Josh, they're a tough watch. I mean, listen, I've seen every season of Yankee baseball since 1993, my lifetime. Appreciate it as always. 2008, you know, it's crazy. I thought that was like, what a terrible season. They won like 90 games. 89 games, whatever it was. That was the first year uh, in the Jeter, Posada, uh, Mariano era that they missed the postseason. That season, 
feels like a joy compared to what I've watched for 100 games this year. This might even be worse than 2013 and 2014. You know who's a good person to ask that question to? Uh, you know it's Twitter Spaces time uh, when our main man, the great Neil Keith, uh, decides to check in. That's where I'm going to start, buddy. First of all, it's good to uh, chat with you as always. Um, would you say that this Yankees season has been the least enjoyable Yankees season of your lifetime? Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think you can make uh, a strong argument for that. I, I wouldn't argue with that. You know what I mean, dude? Like, I, I know I'm not talking postseason and what happens in a series or you know what happened with the Red Sox or whatnot, but like watching them on a nightly basis, again and again and again and again. Neil, I think this is worse than 2013 and 2014, dude. At least those teams that felt like the the f for the fight and like just it was like they were under man. This team is just this it just is disgusting to watch, dude. Disgusting. I would I would actually say probably 2021 was worse than this because they were expected to win the AL that year. They were expected to get there. The division was still really top heavy. You know, Baltimore hadn't arrived. Toronto was still, uh, you know, still coming. And just the way they were 500 at 4th of July, they had that one winning streak that kind of kept them afloat. Cole was horrible in September. They have to play the one-game playoff in Boston. You know, that team, I think they had better expectations because this team, we know what this ceiling was coming out of what happened in ALCS last year. Just the fact that 40%, when they when they made it forty percent of the league makes the postseason, I you know I figured they're never going to miss the postseason ever with this. But now they may miss it in the second season of having six teams in. And if that does not signal me that you should go and do everything imaginable as in order to blow this operation up, then you know what they should say at the end of the year. They should say Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone, you have lifetime contracts. That's it. If the Yankees do not make, and assuming they miss the postseason and it goes the way we think it's going to go over the next two months, even if Aaron Judge comes back, if this sort of year doesn't signal it's stale, it's broken, it's not working, then honestly, Neil, I don't think we'll ever have a year in Yankee land where that ends up being the case because it doesn't get more stale than this, dude. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. And if you miss the postseason in a format where 40% of the league makes it and you have the highest payroll in the American league and the second highest in baseball, you should make crazy wholesale changes. I don't think, I really don't think they will. I think they would just stand pat because that's kind of how they operate. Uh, but even if judge comes back, I mean, everyone keeps saying on oh, what they're doing without judge and this and that, you know, with judge, they're a good team. They're, they're a wild card team without him. They're what we see, which is just abysmal, but they're not a championship caliber contender just because they add Aaron Judge. Like he doesn't make everyone else all of a sudden better. He's better by himself, but they're not winning the World Series just because they get Aaron Judge back. They're not winning it if they get Judge back and add Cody Bellinger. This team could change two thirds of the twenty-six man roster. Then you might, you know, have a conversation. But that's how far away they are. They're farther than they have been in the Aaron Boone era. They're nowhere near you know, championship caliber. That's the crazy thing. They were in the ALCS last year. This team has no prayer of sniffing the ALCS. And I don't, I don't want to hear about the American League. Oh, it's not that good. The Tampa Bay Rays are a much better team than the Yankees. The Baltimore Orioles are a much better team than the Yankees. The Astros are a much better team than the Yankees. You know, I did TV today, you know, with our buddy Francesa. And Francesa is trying to sit there and tell me that the Yankees are going to make the playoffs. Uh, no, they're not. 
They're not as good as Toronto. Why? I, I, I got news for you, Neil. They're not as good as Boston. Boston is a better team right now than the New York Yankees. They're better. If if you go back to July second of last year, they're under five hundred. That's over one hundred and ninety games of baseball. It's not a small sample size. It's more than a full season of baseball. They're under five hundred. If you look at this year, they're forty five and forty seven against everyone that's not the A's or Royals. Against those two teams, they're eight and one. They're two games under against everyone else. They're not a good team. They're they're a mediocre average team. And and that's putting it nicely because they're not even 500 when they don't play two teams that could challenge, you know, the 62 Mets is the worst team ever. It's just a bad team and it's just getting worse. I mean, we were doing these Twitter spaces, you know, Spotify lives after the playoff games last year. And you could see that, you know, here we are 10 months later talking about the same problems that were there 10 months ago. They had a whole off season to address. They didn't address it. And now you're coming up on what could really scarily be the dark ages of Yankees baseball again, because they don't have the prospects that the other other teams have. Like the Orioles, they just keep plugging holes with top prospects again and again. And I, and I get it. They had a long period of losing to get to that point, but you know, the Blue Jays are a younger team. The Red Sox, they, they always have some odd plan. It might not be the way other teams operate, but you know, they're better than the Yankees are right now. The Rays are better than the Yankees are right now. What do you have to feel good about with the Yankees? Aaron judge, he hasn't played like the whole season. Garrett Cole, okay, every five days he helps the team. Anthony Volpe, I don't know how anyone could be excited or happy with Anthony Volpe's play. Oswald Peraza, same thing. Like, what is there to feel good about with this team? At least seven years ago, when they changed the whole roster out, you had several top prospects coming up and plugging holes right away. You had something to feel good about. To think that where they were six years ago when they lost Game 7 to the ALCS, and you thought you had just another, you know, crazy Yankees run in you to here we are six years later. They've never even gotten back to that point is really just disturbing. Disturbing on a lot of levels, disturbing on a lot of fronts. This is why Neil Keith is amazing and always gives us great perspective. Appreciate it, buddy, as always. They have not sniffed the World Series. Think about that for a minute. I don't want to hear about the Astros cheating, please. They've lost them twice in the ALCS, and last year they were thoroughly outclassed. This team feels eons away. Eons away. And that's frightening. What do you have to look forward to? That that maybe at some point in Aaron Judge's career, he could get to a World Series. Can you imagine that? Aaron Judge turning into the Don Mattingly of this generation? We're on on our way to that. The great Andrew in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, joins us. Andrew, it is always a pleasure hearing your voice, sir. What's up, dude? Hey, John. Um, you know, I, I just wanted to get your take on just in general, you know, what happened to the Mets this year? You know, the season's been over for a while. They signed the two big pitchers in the offseason for big money. We were all excited. But, they, you know, they pretty much ran it back with the same lineup as last year, which was, you know, we know what happened last year at the end, but it was a pretty good team, 100-game winner. I mean, the season's been over for a while. What happened here? Uh, what happened? It's pretty simple. Max Scherzer got old. Uh, you had guys in the lineup underperform. You didn't get length out of your starting pitchers. You missed Edwin Diaz, and that's how you're in the predicament that you're in. Simple as that. Why is Daniel Vogelback in this lineup every single day? And why is he in the middle of the lineup? Haven't we seen enough of this guy? I don't understand why he's the DH every day and why he's batting fifth every day. I understand it. Now he. Now, he did homer today. I want to give him credit for that. He did it at a bomb at Yankee Stadium. But, yes, listen, 
Uh, is he somebody I would want to see in August and September? No, no, not not on my team. I, I agree with you on that, Andrew. I'd rather see one of my young guys get those opportunities. You know, it's just frustrating. You know, after what happened last year, and now it's like, I mean, the season's been over for, for so long, and we're still running like this guy out there. Can we stop already? Andrew, listen, I said it a week ago. Get me to football season, bro. Get me to football season. I don't know what Yankee or Met fan is honestly sitting there saying to themselves, yeah, I, I, I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to see Saquon and Daniel Jones. I don't want to see my guy Tua and Tyreek and Jalen Waddle and all the firepower the Miami Dolphins are going to have. Dude, I can't wait for the football season. Get me to September the 8th. Please. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I got to turn the page here. You know, I it's just tough. You know, it's hard. You know, especially what happened at the end uh, last season. Now it's like, oh, you know, I, I'm not going to stand here wishing for a wild card run. You know, to, to get one of these wild card spots with the Mets. I just can't do that. I got to take your advice. I got to detach. It's over, and let me just move on to football. And, and that's it. Let me just walk. Actually, you know what? I'm walking away from this, this baseball season right now. It's done. I'm, I'm turning my back. I'm not looking back at this. I'm not looking to wild card standings with the Mets. I'm done. All right? I'm done, John. I'm going to, I will, Andrew, I will document that. I'm sure we will discuss a lot of futures coming up in the NFL and college football in a couple of days. I, I believe it. Let's head to uh, Mike. Mike joins us next. Hello, Mike. How we doing, bud? How are you doing, JJ? Long time no speak. How are you been? Mike, all is well. What's up, dude? Ah, just, uh, I don't know. Like, that, that win against the Yankees was nice. I went to Fenway this weekend for the first time, watched the Mets get dismantled in the second game and the double quote-unquote doubleheader this weekend. So it's been an interesting couple days. Listen, Fenway Park is terrific. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's one of the best baseball experiences you're going to find. The surrounding area is great. The nostalgia around the ballpark is great. It's an older stadium. There's no getting around that. It's an older stadium. So you sit in some of those seats. You feel like you're back in 1918 or whatever, but it is a great, great place to watch a game, especially if you have good seats, especially. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We were up in the Green Monster, actually, on uh, Saturday night. Oh, fantastic. I've been up there once. It is it is something I highly recommend for any baseball fan. Glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, so first off, I want to talk Giants because I'm very happy with uh, Saquon coming back this year, getting the deal done before training, you know, the end of training camp. I think that's huge. I don't think what gets talked about enough is that signing uh, Shane, uh, Shane did with uh, James Robin, Robertson, Robinson um, from Jacksonville. I think that's a very underrated. You got a one-two punch now. You can spell Saquon if you need to. So, And that was a backup plan. Now it's an even better backup plan because Saquon's going to be playing, hopefully, all season. So that's cool. Um, but I wanted to touch on something you were talking about with um, Baseball Night in, Amer uh, in New York um, about planning for next year. I think it's funny because the Mets and the Yankees are in the same boat right now where I think both teams need to sell, but both teams don't have the right pieces to sell because, well, they suck. And if you're trying to build for next year, you don't you need the prospects to get there, right? But neither team really has that. So I think it's funny that both teams playing each other tonight and tomorrow. And I think it's funny that we're at this point right now where we're kind of both in the same boat right now. I think the Mets are in a little bit better spot than the Yankees are just because of the money factor and the Mets can kind of almost get anybody, but I don't know if the Yankees are at this point. And honestly, I mean, I'm not a Yankee fan. You know that I'm a Mets fan through and through, but you know, just looking at the Yankees right now, it's just, I mean, they just can't get out of their own way. And I, I don't even know if 
you know, <laughs> they realistically should blow this up, you know? I'm Here's the problem with that, though. Here's the problem, though, Mike. How are you blowing the team up when you have Aaron Judge under contract for a ton of years and a ton of money? Garrett Cole under contract. John Carlos Stan under contract. Tough. They ran into a situation where their entire team offensively just completely tanked. It's like the economic collapse of 2008. That's the Yankee lineup in a nutshell. Just completely collapsed. Insanity. Let's head to uh, Jonathan, who's up next. Hi, Jonathan. How we doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'll start you off on a positive note that the last time I called into you, I think, was May 2018, and I was a senior or junior in college in Wisconsin at that point, and we had... Wow. Wow. But I was talking to you about like how the stadium was alive. It was after the uh, Gardner triple to score Glaber, and then Judge hit a bomb off of... Oh, that was a great game against the Red Sox, May of 2018. I remember it well. I remember it well. Great win. Future, the future was so bright back then. It doesn't that feel like a different world, Jonathan? It really does feel like a different world for a lot of different reasons, but yeah, man, that is, it's crazy to think about what our feelings were towards the Yankee perspective then and what it turned out to be as we sit here now. It's crazy. No, so much has changed. And uh, I want to just mention two quick things uh, or two related things. The first being, uh, there's two things I noticed today. One, Boone, not obviously we're going to lose this game no matter what. But Boone said one thing earlier today and one thing after the game that just drives me nuts. The first thing was before the game, he's talking about how Trevino, uh, how he's talking about how he's been playing all year through injury, and it's been fine, and saying as an excuse for it that uh, he's one of the best catchers in the league when anyone with a pair of eyes could see that Trevino's been one of the worst catchers in the league this year, and it's been detrimental to the team. And it just, it drives me insane of like, are we not watching the same team as... That you're watching. Well, no, and, 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 here's, and here's the problem, Jonathan. The problem that you run into again and again with the Yankees, and this has been the case now for the last couple of years, appreciate it as always, they are delusional in where they view this team and what they think this team is. Totally, totally delusional. This team is nowhere close to a championship. And they've taken steps back, not steps forward. I got time for one more, and then I got to go. I got to do TV. You guys are great, by the way. Absolutely fantastic. Money, the floor is yours, Money. Take it away. What's up, JJ? How are you, sir? Good, good, good. So, uh, so you know, big deal, the Mets won. You know, like, I don't try anything with them until they have actually eventually ever get to 500. 500, wake me up. I love it. I totally agree, Jeff Money. Get the 500 and wake me up. Agreed. Now, now tomorrow, I like the Yankees tomorrow. Well, you have to. Listen, you have to. Rodon, left-handed starter. The Mets do not hit lefties at all. Um, and the Yankee lineup better suited to hit left-handed pitching. I'm with you tomorrow. I will be on uh, I will be on the Yankees. So we're both on them. The other game I like, I like the Dodgers over the over the Blue Jays. I mean, right now they're down by a run. They lost yesterday. I think they're going to take the uh, game tomorrow on, uh, on that matchup. But I definitely like the Yankees. Out of the two, I like the Yankees better than the Dodger matchup. Well, Jeff Money, we will have a family play there, amigo. I will be on the Yankees. Stefan and the great Anthony Makes and I will be at Yankee Stadium. I, I got to do better as I during the day. And then we'll be rocking at Yankee Stadium. We'll be back on Thursday. I'll be at the game tomorrow. We'll recap the Subway Series Thursday. We'll do some Jets, trying to figure out what we're going to do on that front. We had Jordan Renan, giant camp preview. 
We'll have a jet preview on Thursday. I'm glad you guys enjoyed this. We'll be on Twitter Spaces a lot more, and especially as we get closer and closer to football season. Uh, I promise you, I've been slacking. That will end. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Good job, Stefan. JJ out. What a snooze fest. Now I got to do TV. What a life. Be good, everybody. <laughs>